Blog Talk Radio. House Mysteries on the BookSpeak Network. I'm Sherry Knowlton. I write the Alexa Williams Suspense Series, the books Dead of Autumn, Dead of Summer, Dead of Spring, and Dead of Winter are the current four. My newest novel in the series is in the production uh, process, well, the, the editing process more, more accurately, um, and uh, expect it out hopefully uh, in the next, um, I don't know, early 2021, maybe. Hi, and I'm Jan West. I write the Carlisle Crime Cases series, Dying for Vengeance, Courting Doubt and Darkness, Darkness at First Light, and Had a Dying Fall, featuring homicide detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy, all available on Kindle and with the series bundled together for 11.96. My newest Carlisle Crime case, Things Strangled, was released last September. And I'm currently working on a biography. So today's Milford House Mysteries podcast, um, we've called Staying on Track, Writing During a Pandemic. Um, but first, before we get into the, the, the meat of things, uh, Jody and I want to acknowledge that COVID-19 does remain a lethal threat. To escape, we read mysteries, suspense, horror, even dystopian novels to confront our fears at a safe distance. Uh, Some people prefer novels to have a happy ending, Um, and I know I'm having some trouble dealing with a reality that's worse than uh, most fiction, Um, but will continue my efforts to combat this deadly disease and stay safe best as I can. On uh, May 21st, our last podcast, we interviewed Sunbury Press publisher and prolific author Lawrence Knorr about uh, his collaborative essays with 25 other Sunbury authors uh, titled, uh, After the Pandemic, Visions of a Life Post-COVID-19. The book's now available out there on Amazon and at Sunbury Press. And during that discussion, if we learned one thing, It's that our economy, habits, and society uh, will likely change as a result of this pandemic, and our reentry is going to be gradual, even though some states have jumped the gun um, by opening early. And we face the same fears everybody else does, close encounters, the risk of contracting COVID-19, losing friends and loved ones to the contagion, and wondering what lies ahead as we explore this uncharted terrain with a virus as virulent as this one. Most of us do what's necessary to survive. We follow the CDC guidelines and use common sense, but watching the news and talking to friends, it's clear that not everybody is dealing with this epidemic in the same way. As writers, we're also not monolithic in our reaction to the pandemic either. 
for many of us, this pause in the universe, this quarantine we're facing, is a special opportunity to write, to focus on that essay or novel or book we're currently creating. But that's not the case for other writers. Some authors are working their regular jobs from home or have a spouse working from home or both. Some writers are taking care of small children. Others with kids in elementary and high school are supervising their at-home schooling. For those folks, squeezing in time to write can be daunting. Other authors are wrestling with anxiety about the disease or the future. How can we proceed with any surety that society will return or even function according to our expectations? Others are worried about at-risk loved ones. Some have fallen ill and and some, many, have died from COVID-19. So today we're going to offer some ideas and ways to get back on track with your writing. We certainly don't have all the answers, but we can tell you what's worked for us and several of our colleagues. So today, Sherry and I will share tips that motivate us, reading, brainstorming, facing down that blank screen, attempting new ways to approach our subject, taking a break, and other techniques that have worked for us and other writers we know. Before we talk about how to get back on track, we want to to note that taking a break from writing in all of this is perfectly fine, too. Um, You know, I know that there's tons of authors and others out there who specialize in advice to writers who say that you absolutely must write 500 or 1,000 or 5,000 words a day without fail, and if you don't, you're not a real writer. You're not serious. To that, I say nonsense. Um, That works really well for some authors. It might even work for you in normal times. But don't fret if you really aren't into writing or don't have time between working, helping your child with math equations, buying masks, uh, and keeping up with what phase of quarantine your state has just entered. Uh, And, of course, now many states have opened up with mixed results, so that presents a whole new scenario for us to contend with. In the best of times, I personally don't adhere to any self-imposed daily deadline to write. I often travel for extended periods of time and put my work in progress aside to concentrate on the trip. Then I'll come back home, pick up the manuscript, and get back into the groove. Uh, A few years ago, uh, one of my family members had a medical crisis that I had to spend a month out of state uh, dealing with. Once again, the novel went on hold for the duration. That delayed my timeline a bit and meant I had to work a little harder when I got back into writing. So, you know, the message is sometimes we just need to give ourselves permission to take a break without beating ourselves up. After all, Most of us write because we love it. And if you're overwhelmed with work or family obligations, anxiety, uh, illness, whether that's your own illness or that of a family member, writing can become a chore. And sometimes in that case, it's best to just wait until you're ready to love the writing process once again. So let's talk about some ways to cope with the pandemic and help put you in a writing frame of mind. First technique, reading. Last year, I finished Joe Furness's dystopian novel, All the Little Children. 
It's set in England in the not-too-distant future, which opens with the main character and her children camping with her sister and daughter, while the pandemic is decimating the English cities. But the scenario is now one we're living in. Still, Furness's fictional world is worse. It, it was worse, with civility eroding, looting in the streets, and the military policing the land. And now I'm wondering if we're not headed that way ourselves. I've read other novels too since then, but hers stays in my mind because it's happening here and now. Well, how is this helpful? But, well, we can always say it could be worse. For me, reading is the flip side of writing, sort of the yin-yang, as necessary as breathing. So, I, I yes, I'm hopeful. We will improve and not only survive, but prevail. Our reading. One constructive thing about being quarantined or limited in where we can go is that our usual errands, outings, social gatherings, and shopping um, have been severely limited. Uh, So for me, being forced to stay home has given me a chance to read more than usual. On days where this pandemic just seemed all too much, um, escaping into a book is not a bad way to spend some time. And the experts say that the best thing an author can do is read extensively. Um, I find that, unfortunately, when I really get into writing, get into the groove, I have to force myself to take a break and read a book, which is a shame because reading is one of my favorite things to do in life. So with this pandemic, I've been able to make some deep inroads into my to-be-read pile. Um, I've even read a few oldies but goodies again for the second or third time because I had time to savor those books again. And reading other authors really can help improve your own writing as well as inspire you to get back to picking up a pen or sitting down in front of the computer keyboard and starting to write again. You know, reading books in your genre and other genres as well can help you see how authors handle the passage of time, multiple points of view, or balancing description with narrative and exposition. And another way to spend some constructive time is doing research. If you need to research for your work in progress or a new story you're considering, you know what better way to use the time than now? You might be limited in doing your research and not being able to go to the library or doing an on-site visit or location, but Google's always there, and Amazon and many local bookstores are delivering books. Many experts have more time on their hands to talk by the, on the phone or Skype or answer a letter. Go ahead and watch Season 3 of Ozark or Outlander for the 10th time. But you might also locate a documentary on Netflix or another one of the channels about the topic you researched and actually having two hours free to watch it. For those with more time on their hands during the quarantine, it also might be a good time to brainstorm your plot or think about dialogue or scenes for your work in progress. For me, brainstorming rummages through my head 24-7 because once I turn on the tap, usually it stays on. This activity occurs before the beginning of the project, usually. But thorny problems in the manuscript have a way of poking through our best laid plans. For me, 
a scene or a bit of dialogue or a piece of the action may dash across my mind while I'm stopped at a red light as I'm falling asleep or standing in the deli at the grocery store. The way a person is dressed may arrest my attention or I notice the inflection of a person's voice or a sudden reaction or action. With my biography, the opening scene literally began as a conversation at a book signing at History on High, which is Cumberland County's Historical Society's retail shop in Carlisle that sells local artists, crafts, photography, jewelry, and books. And when a customer was relating an anecdote she remembered about my subject from her childhood, I thought, there's my lead. I've also written sloppy notes in the dark, maybe just one line or description, observation, or insight on the tablet I keep beside my bed. Mm, yes, writers really do do that. So brainstorming might be the spark that brings you back to your writing. Yeah, for me, it's a tablet in the car that I write down notes. <laughs> At stoplights, of course, not while I'm driving. Of course. <laughs> of course. Not while you're driving. <laughs> Definitely not while I'm driving. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, another thing that you can do if you're just not, you know, as into writing right now but that you can work on during the pandemic is uh, seek feedback from other writers uh, on your work, on, on some things that you already have written. Often authors need an objective perspective people who can give us feedback about our book's development. Um, For my upcoming book, like the early ones, uh, I found the writing critiques of other readers and writers very helpful. Um, You know, one can read something and let me know that the scene I thought was perfectly clear is confusing. Uh, Another might object to a word choice that I've used, finding it too formal for uh, dialogue or suggest a substitute they feel it fits the context better. Um, a third reader can uh, or reviewer can point out a contradiction about a character's behavior. At any rate, um, feedback does spur me on um, back to the computer to make revisions. Now, specifically, I've been able to take advantage of this feedback in two ways during my time of quarantine. Thanks heavens for Zoom and GoToMeeting. My monthly critique group has continued to meet, uh, and we've done that over the Internet, and it's been wonderful, both for the feedback and for the chance to make contact with the outside world when we were at the height of the quarantine. Um, In addition, um, my manuscript had reached the point where I had sent it out to beta readers, uh, a handful of people who give me uh, feedback on late drafts of each new book. And that happened just before all the quarantining kicked in. So most of them actually had time on their hands where they could read the draft uh, quickly uh, and get me the comments back in in really speedy time. Well, you know, let's move on to techniques that can help you get back into your writing groove. Pick up that pen. Turn on that computer. Something that worked for me happened recently. When starting my current book, which is a departure from my usual mystery series, it's not a part of the Carlisle crime cases. 
I couldn't get a handle on it. Seemed like too much disparate information from police reports, newspapers, interviews, and other sources. Well, why was finding gaps in or insufficient information about her personal history? I stewed from Christmas to New Year's until I decided to organize the information into a timeline. Then suddenly everything clicked in place and I could begin writing. Another very helpful source made several suggestions and my writing critique group always gives valuable feedback. If you haven't been able to locate someone to give you feedback or read a reaction, start a group of your own. Usually the local library has a writing component or a program online and and there are a lot of writing groups um, on the internet as well. Let's talk about um, another aspect of, uh, of things that could be keeping you from your writing, which is distraction. I have to admit, even in the best of times, I find that it's really easy to get distracted from writing. I sit down at the computer with the best intentions, and soon I, soon I have drifted into Facebook and Twitter and an hour has passed. Uh, At the point where America began taking COVID-19 seriously, uh, my distraction with, uh, my struggle with distraction got even worse. Um, I'd just come back from a trip a few days before the the pandemic really sort of got all of the attention uh, that uh, made it a a big thing uh, in the public eye. And states started quarantine with my home state, Pennsylvania, being not far behind. And after the trip, my husband and I were both pretty sick for about two weeks and worried that we might actually have the virus. Um, So we were both wiped out. We were anxious uh, that we might really have COVID-19. And I became a bit obsessive about researching everything I could about the disease. I watched the news for hours, even during the day, which is unusual for me. Uh, in general, my mind was everywhere um, except with the book that I was trying to, to get back to. So um, I started to feel better physically, though, at just about the same time that my beta team comments came in. And reading them got me back into the edit-rewrite process. So I was lucky. Um, If you don't have anything quite so definitive as beta group feedback and you really, really want to get back into writing, though, you can still make a conscious decision uh, to try to avoid distractions. Either just sit down and create or go back to your idea, your outline, your notes, um, block off some time, even every day for two or three hours, and write. Write or type until you have at least four pages or set your own goal. Sticking to a routine can be hard, but as I mentioned earlier, many experts recommend it as an overall approach to writing. So, you know, there's one thing is, you know, take, give yourself a break, but if you really, really want a technique to get back into writing, Um, this could work. However, if you're more of a wait until the inspiration seizes you type like me, 
um, being more deliberately dis- disciplined can be a concerted way to plunge back into writing if you're having this difficulty. You know, so you could use it as a long-term approach, but in this case, it could just be a short-term fix. Once you're back in front of the computer, there's still those times, though, uh, when you're tempted to drift into social media or other distractions, when you hit a snag, become frustrated, or horrors of horrors, stare at a blank page, what do you do? Well, you know, I think simple tricks can work there. Change your position, look out the window for a while, get up and get your favorite beverage or a snack. Even take a walk, um, keeping social distancing and wearing a mask in mind. Uh, Or go outside and do something different, like work in the yard. And I also heard several authors say they're taking a break from writing. As we discussed earlier, nothing's wrong with that. In fact, a break might improve your work when you return to it. I've found that a two-week or two-month incubation period for a book usually improves the quality in the end. I've been working on my current project for about five months, and just last week I noticed an important omission from my research, which I've now included in the book, while it languished in the computer for a week. After the hiatus, you can look at your rough draft with fresh eyes. You read, edit with a little more distance, and see mistakes or omissions in content in the manuscript that you may that you probably or may have missed earlier. And we all do. We all miss those. It's hard to, for me anyway, it's hard to find all those errors from the computer. I do much better when I have a, a hard copy. My yeah, point is too. that we want to spend our best draft to the publisher. And for me, that's usually the fifth. Then the editor will go through the book about five more times to instruct me in corrections and polishing and suggesting suggesting revisions. Yes. So far we've focused most of this discussion on how to tackle your writing during the pandemic. But we thought it was important to also mention a few other aspects of the author experience which uh, the pandemic now demands that we do some out-of-the-box thinking. You know, part of uh, an author's challenge is to keep your name and your books in the public eye. With bookstores closed, switching to online sales or curbside pickup, uh, and now some of them are um, tentatively beginning to take steps to reopen, Uh, In this situation, people just can't walk easily into a brick-and-mortar store and see your book on the shelf. In fact, some people might not even get back out as quickly even when stores are open. So, you know, Amazon and all the other online retailers are still chugging along. Um, Some of the independent bookstores have figured out ways to get books to you uh, in different ways as well. But the situation does challenge us to be a bit more aggressive uh, and perhaps more inventive in our marketing. Uh, Podcasts like this one, although it didn't start during the pandemic, we've been around for quite a while, but they can give authors an audience. Um, And in that vein, Jody and I have continued to interview um, authors about their most recent releases. 
social media, newsletters, direct emails. That's um, another uh, vehicle that we've used during this pandemic. We've had to rely on them to promote our books. Uh, And I've seen authors uh, out on social media and elsewhere use an array of techniques such as online readings, short seminars, question and answer sessions, and more to reach potential readers um, on Facebook and elsewhere. With more people at home, one of the good things is they're likely to have some extra time to spend on their favorites like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So, you know, they may be out there listening to more authors. It's also a time for authors to think about branching out and developing a relationship with readers that goes beyond the focus of just buy my book. Um, For instance, I'm an amateur photographer, and I've used Facebook and Instagram over the weeks of the quarantine to feature a daily photo that fits um, a sort of a moment of zen mood as a way to connect with my readers. Yeah, in the pandemic and the public health restrictions we're facing uh, have curtailed many of the most common methods that authors use to connect to readers and other authors. Most speaking events, book tours have been canceled for the last few months, and I've been focusing on writing, but I know fellow authors who've had to cancel book talks and tour events, and some of them may never be rescheduled. At this point, it's hard to tell when the businesses and libraries and other organizations will be fully open when more of groups than 10, or like here in Pennsylvania now with 25, will be permitted to get together. And I've noticed on the news where restaurants can now open with 50% capacity if they have outdoor seating. And, of course, you know, rules and personal comfort levels are two different things. While we've seen photos of huge, likely unwise, gatherings of people on beaches and racetracks, not everyone is anxious to plunge back into public life. Many friends tell me they plan to mostly stay at home for a while, even after their governors lift stay-at-home orders. Some authors have moved book launches to the Internet, Others have moved their their book publication dates to several months in the hopes that stores and libraries and public gatherings will be back to normal or something closer to normal by late summer or fall. Well, you're right, Jody. All of this turmoil and uncertainty leaves uh, us as authors with the question, you know, how do you plan events or a new book launch for later in 2020 or even early 2021. Honestly, it's difficult. I'm facing this dilemma right now. And the only advice we can offer is to plan two tracks, one that's more like business as usual, um, you know, what you would do in so-called normal times, uh, and one that relies less on face-to-face interaction and more on things like social media, the Internet, and Uh, other forms of media like television and print publications. I'm always an optimist, so what comes to my mind is that old proverb, necessity is the mother of invention. Perhaps the fact that the writing community 
can't rely on all the old tried and true approaches to releasing books and marketing our work will force us to devise new and more effective approaches. Yeah, and one of those new approaches, actually, I haven't tried yet, but um, I've heard other uh, other writers have had uh, good luck with it is um, developing emails so that you can send out you know direct emails to readers and connect that way, which yeah, I think is interesting. Approach. That's an interesting approach, which I haven't tried, so I'm willing to try it. But before we wrap up, let's return to our core topic for the day, how to stay focused on writing during a pandemic. Most of us are slowly coming out of the quarantine, but we, the world we know won't return quickly, if ever. So in facing your writing in this new environment, we want to emphasize, as we did with the way authors write under adverse conditions, there's no right or wrong approach to writing. What works for one author might not feel comfortable for another. For example, on the weekends, um, when my son has a dog and my husband's occupied, I can sit uh, for a long stretch for five hours, which I can't do through the week, and really make some headway on the book. But one of the beauties of writing fiction is that individual creativity is the foundation for every book or short story. Each writer incorporates research and the the plot plots out narration and balances dialogue and description in a way that makes sense to him or her. Nonfiction is a little bit different genre since it's based on facts and true stories. It's more of a journalistic style, works well. And as we mentioned in earlier podcasts, science fiction and fantasy, in my view, those authors have more freedom. All of this remains just as true for writing during this time of crisis. We can share our experience and suggestions as we have today, but each writer really has to find his own path that he or she is comfortable with and then either stick with that or or find some new avenues, and, and there are many. Um, you know, to try different things, as Sherry mentioned earlier. We hope you enjoy today's program. Our next podcast will be on July 9th at 2 o'clock Eastern uh, Eastern Daylight Time, and we'll interview a guest author, Simon Landry, who is the author of Chestnut Street. And as a reminder to all our readers, Our books are available at Sunbury Press's online bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers and bookstores. And a special thanks to all of you listening to the Milford House Mysteries. We appreciate your tuning in. And pass it along. You can listen to past episodes. You can find a new author or even learn some new or different writing tips. And please enjoy your 4th of July week coming up and have a picnic in the backyard and um, maybe you'll be close to some fireworks but let's try to be optimistic and and have a good time despite COVID-19 don't forget you can follow us on social media 
I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com plus Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm on facebook.com slash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West. And my website is www.carlislecrimecases.com. Excuse me. All in lowercase letters. So thank you very much for listening to us today. Um, And we'll please tune in next time. In the meantime, stay safe and stay well.